have some fantastic readings from Scripture today. This last Sunday before we move into the season of Lent. Our first reading and our gospel are about vocation, call to being disciples. And we're going to hear about the call of St. Peter today. Now the thing to remember is that we're in the Gospel of Luke. And Luke wrote a sequel called The Acts of the Apostles. And there's all kinds of parallels that he puts in these two books. And so we're more familiar with the parallel story in The Acts of the Apostles, which is the call of Paul. And so it's kind of interesting to hold Paul and Peter up and look at the similarities and the differences But the thing most important to remember is that the Bible isn't the story of other people. It's our story. And so we should be invited into thinking about how we are called, like Peter and Paul and Isaiah, and not about how they're different than us. In the first chapter in the Gospel of Mark, Right after Jesus comes back from the temptation in the desert, he just walks up to these guys while they're fishing and says, follow me, and they do. But here in Luke, a lot more has happened between Peter and Jesus before Peter makes the commitment to follow. Even though Luke doesn't explicitly say it, Peter probably first hears about Jesus from his preaching and his healings. Then Jesus comes to Peter's house and heals his mother-in-law. Then Jesus asks if he could preach to the crowd from Peter's boat. Then he instructs Peter to put out into deep water for a catch of fish. Only after that does Jesus declare that Peter will be his disciple. For us, our experience of discipleship is probably a lot more like Luke's version than Mark's. We Catholics in particular freak out when a neighbor asks us, when were you saved? Because for us, conversion is a lifelong process. For us, there isn't just one lightning bolt moment when we become disciples of Jesus Christ. But wait, you say, Luke also tells us about the conversion of St. Paul. Wasn't that an instantaneous conversion? Well, actually, no. There were many moments throughout Paul's life that made him able to carry out his ministry to Jesus Christ. Paul was born a Roman citizen, schooled in Greek and rhetoric, thoroughly immersed in the Torah, and able to support himself as a canvas maker. All of these skills were essential for how Paul carried out the vocation he was given by God. Likewise, I had a lightning bolt moment that caused me to consider the priesthood when I was 27. But that wasn't the only moment in my story either. My passions for music, analytical geometry, facilitating, and optical engineering were essential in me reaching that moment. And if you haven't heard about it, check out the podcast from Epiphany. (laughs) But I won't repeat it now. Another thing to remember is that no one's conversion story has a predictable arc. Even after what they call in TV the big reveal, things still go wrong. Once he leaves his fishing business, Peter doesn't immediately become a pillar of wisdom and leadership. He does some stupid things later in the Gospel of Luke, including denying Jesus multiple times. Shortly after Paul's experience on the road to Damascus, the disciples apparently sent him home to Tarsus for as long as 10 years before they felt he was ready to take on a leadership role in the community. And me? 
I had plenty of doubts about my calling during my time in the seminary, and even though I'm enjoying a truly golden moment in my priesthood right now, I know that there will be tough days down the road. Let me say it again. Conversion is a lifelong process. Being a disciple requires a lifetime of conversion. It also requires a lifetime of discernment. That is, discerning how God is calling us. Each of us has what's called a vocation, a calling from God. Each of our vocations is as unique as we are. We need to continue to grow in understanding our vocations our whole lives. The other thing that all our stories have in common is that none of us thinks that we are worthy. Isaiah didn't feel that he had the ability to proclaim God's message. He cried out, I am a man of unclean lips. Not only was Peter probably just an average fisherman with no training as a preacher, he fell on his knees and exclaimed, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. And me? Well, I'd rather not give you the whole litany of reasons why I shouldn't be a priest. Charles de Foucauld said it well. He said, There can never be any question of choosing a vocation. The word choice is excluded by the word vocation. Therefore, we do not choose a vocation, but seek to find our vocation to do all we can to hear the divine voice calling us, to make sure what he is saying, and then to obey him. Where vocation is concerned, God speaks, calls, commands. We have not to choose, but to listen and obey. As Jesus will say at the Last Supper, we didn't choose him, he chose us. And right now, that idea of being chosen is being exemplified by nine people in our community. Shelby, Ben, Jana, Kenny, Lance, Lucy, Sarah, Scott, and V have discerned that God is calling them to full communion in the Catholic Church. And that will become a reality in less than seven weeks. They are now entering what we call the period of purification and enlightenment. But all Christians are encouraged to join with these catechumens and candidates in this period spiritually. That's the origin of the season of Lent. The 40 days before Easter, when all Christians pray intensely for those coming into full communion with the church. Every Lent, all Christians are encouraged to recommit themselves to a life of ongoing conversion, of ongoing discernment of their vocations, of... (coughs) putting out into deep water. Let's sit with that image for a moment. Putting out into deep water. At this moment in your life, how do you feel God is calling you into a deeper relationship with him? Does the depth of the water scare you because it's cold or dark or unfamiliar? Does the water excite you with the potential of adventure and refreshment? Do you worry that your burdens will prevent you from coming back up for air? God invited Isaiah, Peter, and Charles de Foucauld to leave everything behind. Frankly, that sounds pretty scary to most of us. It sounds scary to me, and I've taken a vow of gospel simplicity. 
What exactly does God call us to leave? I'm not sure, but I have two thoughts. The first, God only asks us to give up the things that prevent us from following him. For example, if you have serious obligations to family, I think it would be highly unusual for God to ask you to abandon them. Secondly, though, at the same time, as we go through life, God challenges us to leave more and more things behind. I have cared for a number of people with chronic illnesses. It seems that the people who face setbacks with the most grace are those who have learned to let go of their preconceived notions of life, to stay open to God's continuing call. For many of us, Lent seems to sneak up on us every year, and we find ourselves playing catch-up as the season begins. Perhaps this year can be the exception. Two shopping days till Ash Wednesday. In these last few days of ordinary time, can we make time to ponder how God is calling us in this season of our lives? Holy Spirit, Help us to discern what's holding us back from a deeper relationship with God. Our catechumen this year, Shelby, is preparing to enter the waters of baptism in 48 days. Can the rest of us wade deeper into the stream that flows by the throne of God? Come on in. The water's fine.